This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Why is God sending our lady every single day? If he wants you to just have an option to hear it or not. It's because something's happening in these private revelations of the apparitions of the Virgin Mary, Queen of Peace, of Medjugorje, that's never happened before. And not just when Moses heard from God, but since the Garden of Eden. That was a friend of Medjugorje on March 18, 2008. One of the frustrations with being involved in Medjugorje, especially at that period of time in 2008, was hearing people speak about Our Lady as if she was somebody who they barely knew. And when a friend of Medjugorje started Radio Wave, there was such a freshness to it and a perspective that people in the Medjugorje world and in the world in general were simply not getting. The message that Our Lady gave this day, which was March 18, 2008, she gave an amazing revelation and nobody caught it. A friend of Medjugorje reveals it in this broadcast that you're about to hear. So this is a friend of Medjugorje, March 18, 2008. Well, of course, today is March 18th, and it's always a joy for us to know that Mariana has this apparition once a year. In 1982, Our Lady appeared to Mariana and said she would no longer appear to her. And this caused great distress to Mariana. She was one of the first visionaries who ceased seeing Our Lady, but the first one who received the Ten Secrets. Ten Secrets are something that is more in the hands of Mariana, and we hear more of it through her than any of the other visionaries. And Mariana's charism is partly that and that she is the witness to Our Lady coming on the second of the month, which these apparitions started sometime after she lost her daily apparitions. started with the interlocutions, and then Our Lady praying with her, and then evolved in the last year or two, where now Our Lady's given messages on the second of each month. And, of course, Maria has nine secrets, and with her ten secret, typically what's happened to the other visionaries, they no longer see Our Lady on a daily basis, but they promise an apparition once a year. So we still have Visca, Ivan, and Maria seeing Our Lady daily. We have Yaakov, Ivanka, seeing Our Lady once a year apparition. Yaakov's being at Christmas and Ivanka being on the anniversary of the apparitions on the June 25th. And so for some time, the annual apparition Mariana had before the second of the month apparitions started back, she saw only on March 18th. And of course, it is her birthday, Mariana's that is. But Our Lady said she's not chosen that day because of it's her birthday. There's something in the future that we'll understand on March 18th for whatever reason. I'm reluctant to say that it might take place or what may happen. We don't know. All we know is that the date, March 18th, will have some significance that we'll be aware of sometime in the future. So Mariana has said Our Lady has never greeted her with a happy birthday salutation on March 18th. So we've looked especially at some of the March 18th messages with great significance, that they sometimes are very strong to Mariana, and we've always had things that happen with this monthly message. But this is probably a sweeter message and a more beautiful message in some ways that we normally don't see from Mariana that she receives on March 18th. So, Joan, if you'll go ahead and read this message. Mariana's annual March 18th, 2008 apparition from Our Lady Queen of Peace in Medjugorje. Our Lady appeared to Mariana on March 18th for her annual apparition. Our Lady appeared to Mariana at 2.01 p.m. Medjugorje time. The apparition lasted seven minutes. Mariana relayed the following. I have never seen Our Lady address us in this manner. She extended her hands towards us, and with her hands extended in this way, she said, Dear children, today I extend my hands towards you. Do not be afraid to accept them. 
They desire to give you love and peace and to help you in salvation. Therefore, my children, receive them. Fill my heart with joy, and I will lead you towards holiness. The way on which I lead you is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I will be with you, and my hands will hold you. Be persevering so that at the end of the way, we can all together, in joy and love, hold the hands of my Son. Come with me. Fear not. Thank you. So obviously this message tonight that we're going over that was given today earlier in Medjugorje, the focus is Our Lady's hands. And she's said this often about hands, and that means something. The fact that Our Lady is working in the world so strongly, and she asked us to be her extended hands on several messages, and one being we received in Italy just specifically for the community caritas when Maria and I was alone at our house with her apparition. And during the apparition, there was no special request for her or for me to ask Maria to ask anything. And out of the blue, afterwards, Maria ran and got a piece of paper and said, Our Lady had a message for you in the community. And that message was May 31st, 1995. It says, Little children, I desire that through your lives you are witnesses, that you are my extended hands, my instruments. Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. Our Lady talks in the end of this message today, be persevering so that at the end of the way, we can all together all enjoy hold the hands of my son. So this way is, of course, the same way that was spoken about 2,000 years ago. And the way is what Jesus brought to us. Often we look at our latest messages and we don't put them in the proper context. And she's given them, I was reading just recently about a priest, a well-known priest, I won't say his name, but he said, the messages of Medjugorje are boring. Well, the messages are profound. Our lady said that. She says, pray that you may understand the profoundness of my messages. Either this individual is right or he's wrong. And if Our Lady is saying simple things, and yet she says they're profound, and she says, you can't comprehend my messages without praying. She says, you must pray to comprehend them. So it's something that if you approach these from the intelligentsia side, that you're going to miss. The walk of Our Lady with these messages is not just words, but it is a way of life. And we've got in our rule book, we live here in a community, it's called A Way in a New Time. There was a young missionary who lived in Ecuador in the 1950s, and he was martyred there. And just before he was martyred, he wrote the following. He said, It is good to think of the first days of the church on earth when Christianity was not called merely a religion or thought of only as a code of doctrine, but regarded as a way. Those believers had a manner and carrying themselves observable direction that so-called Christians today do not have. For a way is a display of patterned behavior, and what a display. Nothing anyone has ever had was his own, all in one place with one accord, while a spirit of love, responsibility, and conviction of truth possess the whole. God sends us one of those days to vindicate the truth. Glorify thy name, disperse the knowledge of thy Son. And we see this. We don't spread the message through our presses, We don't spread the messages through the countless books we produce, the writings. They're weak. They have no power. They're ink on paper. They're only empowered if you have a way of life you live. And so when we transmit something through the writings, through the presses, 
through that. You're reading real life. We live that here. It's part of our life. And so we always have this way where it's not perfect in the way we live it. It is a perfect way. So we don't claim to be holy. We claim to be chosen by Our Lady to do what we do, and that's May 31st, 1995, because I was passive with the mission at that point. And it was at that point that Our Lady gave us instructions that we get as many hearts as close as you can to my heart to lead them to God to a way of salvation. And in this message, when Maria's husband came back to translate it that night after work, I asked him, did Our Lady say the way or to a way of salvation? He looked at it, discussed it with Maria. He said, no, clearly Our Lady said to a way of salvation. This was very critical for us as far as understanding what Our Lady did and what she said by this. There was no prompt question. There was nothing, even during my prayer and during that person asked for this. But we had matured in the mission up to 1995 from 1986 to a certain point that Our Lady had saw us at that point. It was time to move out of the passive row and be proactive in our role. As her extended hands, her words, my instruments, her words. She didn't just say be extended hands. She said be my extended hands. You are witnesses. So the important thing we do here is live the message. That's our life. And while we fall and we fail at it, and it's difficult, it still doesn't change that the way is a perfect way. We live a holy life. We're not necessarily always holy or walk in perfection and holiness. But Our Lady talks about that in this message. She said, The way on which I lead you, again, the way, is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I know Jesus talks in the point of man, God, that sometimes God lets a fall happen because he gets the reaction of betterment. I know in Medjugorje on Thursday message, Our Lady says, God wants to test you through your harvest. There's several messages that relate to this testing. And so God sometimes perfects us. Peter failed. The apostles failed. They abandoned Christ at the cross. And so we have constantly this testing of God, strengthening us, falling, getting back up, and walking this way with Our Lady that shows us that she expects us to not just stay down, not quit because it's difficult, not quit because I don't want to do it anymore, but take the falls, get back up, and get back to the way. The way on which I lead you is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I'll be with you, and my hands will hold you so that we can be persevering, and at the end, the way we can all together enjoy and love, hold the hands of my son. So we fall, we get back up.
cursing every step of the way He bore a heavy load To the market ten miles away The journey took its toll And every day he passed A monastery's high cathedral wall And it made his life seem
Yeah, the saints are just the sinners who fall down and get home. This, of course, is a beautiful part of this message that uh, Eddie speaks of, and it's best illustrated by a story with Maria and her son. She's got four sons. One of them is Francisco, and Francisco's a little rambunctious. But he was had done some bad work one day in school at, in Italy and not done what he was supposed to do, and he was supposed to take this home and have his mother sign it. Well, he felt what our lady said on this difficult task of giving his mother to sign his papers. He fell into a temptation, and that temptation was that he thought he could forge her name. So here's a son of a visionary forging the mother's name, takes it back to school where he gets caught. Well, of course, he's in big trouble. His mother's upset with him. His father's upset with him. His brothers are down on him. And his birthday was going to be the next day. And so here it is that he's done this, and he's got to go into the apparition. Oh, he's done something bad on his birthday. And Our Lady has never told Maria to say anything to her children about happy birthday to their children, things like that. She doesn't give them salutations. And so it was bad enough that... You know, Maria would just ask for a blessing for him that he was underneath this thing. So he was pretty much in a sour mood, bad mood, depressed mood. And what happened was that the next day, Maria went into the apparition, and she typically says, and would you bless Michele if it's his birthday? And, of course, this was Francisco. Would you bless Francisco on his birthday? And after the apparition, Francisco knows that if he got a blessing, it would be a big deal. But he didn't only get a blessing. He got words. And the words were, give Francisco my best. Now, this is just like Our Lady when we're expecting something bad to come from it. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. He saw that he was forgiven. He saw that it was difficult. He saw they hold his hands through this. And opposite of us, thinking that she's not going to do anything, she does something so positive that this is illustrating this message. The way in which I lead you is difficult, full of temptations and falls. But just like the song we just heard... We fall down, we get back up. And that's what we need to realize in the spiritual life, that the way that our lady gives us, the way of life that she gives us, will have falls in it. These falls keep us humble. These falls keep us spiritual. These falls keep us walking where we need to go. Jesus fell three times in his mission to carry the cross. Don't think that doesn't relate to you and your fall, but you got to get back up. Sometimes we need somebody else to help us, just like Jesus had Simeon. And so it is the same way with our lady. I'm holding your hands. And with her hands, she'll help this difficult task for us to carry forth with what she wishes us in the way. This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Stay tuned. A friend of Medjugorje will return after this short break. What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981? We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself. Why is the Holy Virgin coming? Read sacred scriptures, live it, and pray to understand the signs of the time. At 640, June 24th, 1981, the world was on a downhill slide toward evil and darkness and hate. That, that changed in one moment toward the good. Has anything been said about Christians? There's many Christians in the world. But also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. With daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan? It's her words saying, 
I want to use you in a great plan. You must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world. How will it happen? Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us ten secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen. Do not put off drawing closer to God now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com. When Our Lady gives a message during the day, there's not a whole lot of time to prepare for the program that night. And so often, a friend of Medjugorje may say, look for this song if it strikes him in the message that would go with this message, or we're pulling things together. And it's not until we're actually here sitting in our seats, playing the music, and really reflecting on the message for the first time, if we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to look at the message. And we see that Our Lady really does knit everything together. But this song that was just played, it's the, the priest in, in the few words that he speaks to this man that brings a whole new understanding to his life. And then the song ends up with the children coming in in the chorus, singing, We Fall Down, We Get Up the new generations who are learning from the older generations who are living a way of salvation. And it struck me in, in this song that this words, the words of Our Lady, my extended hands, this is a very meaningful message, first of all, to a friend of Medjugorje because of his long walk with Our Lady. Many times he'd been prayed over with her hands over him. And the message that he received and then the community after him the May 31st message where she called us to be her hands and her instruments and to get hearts close to her heart. I remember that when you received that message, you described that you felt empowered by that message, that you felt that it is time to hold nothing back anymore, to go forward in a strong way to get hearts for Our Lady. And maybe you can explain a little bit more in depth what... It means to be the extended hands. What do you think Our Lady means when she brings this up in the message of being her extended hands? And, and being in those apparitions through these years where Our Lady has intimately prayed over you, prayed over members of the community, she does that for a purpose. Well, I think that the, um, the stages you go through in the spiritual life, it's like St. Paul when he was blinded and then spoken that he's knocked off the horse that he was told by the voice of Jesus, why you persecute me? Who are you that you are that I persecute you? And of course, he identified himself as Jesus. But something interesting about that, that St. Paul had a, a conversion. And people go to Medjugorje, they have a conversion. But with that conversion comes a, a walk of the way and learning the way. What is the way? To be walking off the streets and not live a godly life, and then to walk into a church and say, I'm born again, I'm saved. Well, you've accepted Jesus, but do you know the way? 
And so there has to be a learning of the way. And of course, we as Catholics have, from our baptism as youth, we were raised in that way. But, you know, other denominations may not have that. But even Catholics themselves have lost the way. And that's why Our Lady's coming to the world today. But St. Paul, or Saul at the time, he went off and for at least eight years was silent. He didn't go preaching. He wrote almost three quarters of the New Testament. But you don't see that in those first eight years, and possibly all the way to 11 years before he really started preaching and teaching. What did he do during that time? He had to walk a difficult way. He had to learn the way. He had to deal with a way that was difficult, full of temptations, as Elias says, and fall. And learn about getting back up. And so that's one thing in the point of man, God, Jesus reminds Peter that you abandoned me. You know, be sensitive to others who fall. And so it's no different with Medjugorje. When I went to Medjugorje in 1986, I knew and felt that I needed to work on my conversion, not everybody else's. Our Lady gave me a personal message October 1986 in which she said for you to live in humility, for you to walk through prayer. And so in this message, when Our Lady gave this message to me, I felt I wasn't supposed to be doing anything other than except growing in, in the way, growing what is holiness, what is that walk. And so as I began this walk and I wanted to find out how to learn it, I knew I just couldn't go out and start pronouncing it to anybody else. And so when Our Lady said to me, pray and by your life witness, that meant by my life. She went on actually and she said, not with words, but rather through prayer will you attain what your desire is. Therefore, pray more and live in humility. Of course, this was a personal message for me. I had to act on this and I had to realize that Our Lady was saying it's by witness and it's not by words. But what is witness? She was giving many messages. I had to learn those messages, learn that in my life, incorporate them. And I think this is what has to be understood with the messages of Medjugorje. When you go through conversion, you're not ready to go out and convert everybody else. Why? Because there's a process in conversion that you have to change your life. You have to change your direction, January 25th, 1987. Call you to live a new life as of today. Another message where she says, and we've said it before and repeated it, change the direction of your life. Now, a lady's saying this to the villagers. After years and years of living the way, when you convert, you don't necessarily change the direction of your life. You see the four basic messages, prayer, fasting, penance, and confession. And you start incorporating that into your life. Those draw a strength for your spiritual life to start growing in holiness and then identifying things in your life that you have to change. But when those things come along and you realize, uh-oh, well, ladies confront me with this, then that's what she's talking about. It's difficult because there's things you got to change in your life, and this is a difficult thing to do because we have mentalities that's so ingrained in us, especially today, that the only way the world can be saved is for God to send the mother of Jesus to teach us and put us in her school of holiness. And so to answer your question, what did I feel at that moment that I felt empowered? I did feel empowered because I felt very confident and at peace that I had set in the background. I was writing, but I did very little promotion. I'd already wrote, I see far, how to change your husband is actually sitting on the counter during the apparition. How to Change Your Husband, was, when that first came out, was very controversial and the message it, it was speaking of. And we didn't know how it would be received. We thought maybe we'd lose half our mail list at the time because it was so strong. But at the same time, I wasn't going out really doing a lot of things as far as being aggressive and promoting these things. And that apparition, what took place, was a commission. Now, and that commission came when I questioned Paulo that evening, when I says, get hearts 
she didn't say get hearts. She said, get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. That empowered me, and therefore I transferred that community. And so we're strong. People sometimes wonder, how can we be so strong and confident in what we do? We have the authority of Our Lady. Not many people who walk the face of the earth have that authority. I have it. Everybody in this community has it. You can convert. You can get it. But you have to learn the way. And the way is a difficult way. So I don't have any lack of confidence that I've grabbed something or a position for the sake of the position. I never wanted it and still don't want it. But it's Our Lady who says, okay, now you quit being passive, in other words. I want you to be more aggressive. And she says, you're my extended hands. You are my instruments. Through your lives, you're the witnesses. And then she says, get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. So that gave empowerment because we know that what we do is from Our Lady herself. And how many people have a commission like that physically through one of the visionaries in Medjugorje? Now, we're not saying we're any privileged than anybody else because we have more crosses. We have more difficulties. We had to do more to do that. But somewhere, somebody has to show the way. Somebody has to teach the way. And that's simply what we talked about in the beginning of the program, that our presses, our materials we put out, all that's secondary. Everything's secondary. Our life that we live on a daily basis, how we do our work together, how we communicate to do our work, our project, or put things together, how we put books together, or our building together, or we work in the grand side together. All these things are important that we walk in a physical action like this man who was martyred in Ecuador said that their demeanor, the way they carried their life, meant something. He says, what a way it shone. And our life is that way. So all we have from there is a transmitted on income paper through the presses of what we do. The message that you received on behalf of yourself at the community in May 1995, that was 13 or 14 years ago. So we've been progressing on this this way. We have many, many people that have been following a way of salvation through this mission who have been very faithful in living the spirit of what Our Lady has shown us here to live that we share with others. And I wonder in this message tonight, if Our Lady's not saying this also to her children, that this is March 18th. This is the the day for nonbelievers, the big one outside of the, the second of the month apparitions. This is where it all started after Mariana stopped receiving her daily apparitions. And so when Our Lady says, Today I extend my hands towards you, do not be afraid to accept them. Is it possible to look at this and say what she's referring to in one respect to the message, that my hands, her hands, she's saying, but her extended hands, her children out in the world, that she's almost saying to the non-believers, don't be afraid to accept these children of mine who are my extended hands because they can give you peace. They can give you love. They're going to help you find your salvation. Later when she says, I will be with you and my hands will hold you. We're her physical hands in the world. We'll be the ones to hold her. Is she perhaps telling us as her children and and all those who are listening and who are reading this message, I want you to be ready because I'm going to bring you some way, somehow, we are going to be accepting these lost children of hers that she's about to bring into the fold. Well, I think we have a much larger world with a shorter amount of time to reach more people and a more massive way to reach people. 
that while Jesus may have started with his 12 and his disciples, Our Lady's going to have pockets of people all over the world that will be her hands. And so while we are children, what you address that as far as her hands, we really are also her apostles. And of course, I mentioned last program, Louis de Marfa saying that Our Lady would rise up apostles of the latter days and they would spread across the earth on silver wings. They'd be tried as the children of Levi. Our Lady says, I lead you in a way it's difficult. You'll be tried as the children of Levi, Louis de Marfa says. And we are living in that time. There can't be any question if you just get common sense to look at the message, to see what's happening, to see a spiritual event that's taking place that's not comparable to anything in 2,000 years of Christendom. It doesn't exist. And nothing like this experiences in this way even matches up to the Old Testament. Yes, you have the flight out of Egypt. You had Moses and all these great things happened. But we're living in a glorious moment of history, a rescuing time. Our Lady said that this world does not know in what sin it's sinking. I've come to save it. And so how is she going to save it? She says, I can't do anything without you. And so you become her hands because God's not affording her to appear to every single person and go make every single person a visionary. And it's not the way of God to do that anyway. In fact, it's not necessarily the way of God to do what he's doing with Our Lady right now. You can bet she's the one that's in front of him says, let me do this. Let me come as a mother. With the state of the affairs of the world today, you really think God would just sit there and say, I got nothing better to do. Let me send the Archangel Michael and do something. Hey, this is Mary. This is her time. She's won this. Her glory, her honor, her purity has won this to come to the world that has no honor, has no glory, and has no purity. So it's important that we understand the significance of being her hands and what she's asking us to do. This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Stay tuned. A friend of Medjugorje will return after this short break. Do we as Christians lead the world? Or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As Go God's People, So Goes the World by a friend of Medjugorje. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205 672-2000. We have Our Lady coming to finish up your question. The extended hands part, Our Lady has done many things. We have been privileged to be with Our Lady. We have been privileged to be given a, a certain relationship with Our Lady through Maria. And Our Lady coming to us through the means of the apparitions, where she has done many beautiful things for us, as usual, her hands praying over us and things like that. Of course, that's a great joy for us. At the same time, those things happen because God's put us in that position. We know that Our Lady has done 
beautiful things. And we can only just think back in August of 2005 being in the thunderstorm on our lady's birthday or many, many graces we've received over the years. So why does she say, do not be afraid to accept my hands? Why would we be afraid to accept them? Well, I think we have to go back and realize that when you start going into the messages and you start really looking at what he's asking for, it's to do not what you want to do. Anytime you're doing what you want to do, you're doing something God doesn't want you to do. Because to live underneath God and his, his principles of what he tells us to walk, he's always first. The flesh wants to put itself first. So there's always this contention between your wants and God's wants. Now, the more you pray, the more you want to follow God, the more you want to walk with God, the more you want your wants to be his. That's kind of a relationship of what in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve was told after the fall. They fell. And the woman was told your wants should be for your husband's. Well, his wants. If you do everything your husband wants, then you're going to get everything you want. Some people don't like to hear that, but that's a biblical principle. At the same time, if we want what God wants, we're getting everything we want. Now, is it always sweet? No. Is it always what we want on our palate? Nope. It's not always that way. And that's why a lady doesn't shy from this. She doesn't say that everything's going to be a beautiful life. She's the way on which I lead you is difficult. What? The way. So it is a difficult way. It's a way of purification. It's a way of changing. It's a way of changing your mentalities because that's what the message is about in the end. Change your mentalities. Once you change your mentalities and you get the grace to change, that's conversion. Conversion is a change of mentality. You got to think different. The messages are trying to get us instilled with the way through her words to compute things in a different way, compute the way we look at society in a different way, to see how we're to fit in society and to change society. Not conform to it, but to radically change it. And just because everybody goes that way doesn't make it the norm. It, it always uh, it still amazes me how even Christians say, well, a Gallup poll says this. It don't matter what that says. If 99 people are doing something that's not right and you're one, it doesn't justify them. It doesn't say that that's correct. With this message I lay gives to something beautiful today, and of course, the messages always mean something for the future as well as it does in the present. And that present could be one year from now, five years from now. But it'll always say something later. Of course, this message goes into an overall view that's something beautiful, which we'll go into a little bit later. Our Lady constantly puts us in her hands. And there's no better hands to be than in Our Lady. If we put ourselves in her hands, we follow her, we do what it says, everything will work out for the best, even when everything looks like it's falling apart. And you ask the question, why should we be afraid? Because there is things you have to give up. There's things in your life you have to change. There's directions you have to change. You know your children may not like it. Your spouse may not like it. It may be something that's bitter or something that you don't want to do. I cringe when I hear somebody say, well, I want to do what I want to do. No, that's not what you're saying. You're saying, I want to do what the devil wants me to do. Again, to live the way of God is to live with self-restriction. You're not free to do what you want to do. I'm not free in this mission to do and guide it the way I want to. I've got to live self-restricted, self-imposed restrictions. That's the keys to peace, not because you have something or a certain way or a certain thing you can do, or if you've got a lot of money. You're not free to spend that money the way you want to. You can do that, yes, because you have free will. But if you want to live for God, you've got to restrict. You have responsibility for that. And likewise, with the position you have, the power you may have, whatever you may have, you have restrictions. This is not always pleasing to the flesh or pleasing to what your wants may be. There's plenty of people out there that have funds and money They can give away 90% of what they got and still not change anything in the way of living. 90% of everything they have that could always be given away and still be living everything they live. 
in the life. So 10% is what we're commanded by God. That's your duty to give. Everything above that, you're being generous. And there are some people that do that. There's a lot of people that don't. But again, this comes back to fear. Don't be afraid. Why be afraid? What is Our Lady saying here? What is there to be afraid of? There are frightful things in the future. Our Lady once gave a message says, for the one who prays is not afraid of the future. Now, we had somebody write us a letter this week that said, you're becoming fear-based. Well, what are secrets about? Come on, get with it. We don't know the secrets. If they're secrets, why would God even say they're secrets? Why does he want me, why does he want you to know, or why does he let Mariana say and Marie and others that they're secrets? What's the purpose of that? Why do we know about the secrets? There's three admonitions. Those are friendly reprimands. You know, my dad used to give me friendly reprimands. I didn't like them one bit. God is a good father. There's some friendly things he's got coming our way. And there ain't going to be anything that you say, oh, it was just this, a little tidal wave. We don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's going to be some purification of the earth, some purification of us, something that's so purifying that it will correct our conscience, a correction of conscience by the Father. And there's nobody can estimate what that might be. But at the same time, that fear is a motivation to act, to pray. The fear can bring you to conversion. Conversion can bring you to prayer. Prayer brings you to no fear of the future. You can say what you want. We don't speak about this fear factor but for the sake of a fear factor, but Our Lady says it. Don't be afraid. What would be the opposite of not being afraid? Why would you be afraid unless there's something to be afraid of? So you see, for her having to say that proves that there's some frightful things. There's something to be in fear about. We've got a society today that decades have not seen one physical consequence, a divine consequence of our actions. Let me say that more clear again. We have, for decades, fallen into decadence repeatedly. The past civilizations no longer existed before it, and we have not seen any divine consequences to our actions. So people have gotten used to God's tolerant because we teach diversity and we teach tolerance and we teach all these things. The God's just accepting everything now. We're deceiving ourselves. While God may be slow to act, He will act. History proves that. Now, if he acts, what happens? It's out of love. It's not to make us fearful of this wrathful God. Because if we continue on the path of the world, we will self-destruct. Satan will have the means to control and destroy the whole earth. And so we must realize that when a lady is speaking of fear, and don't be afraid, is that there's circumstances that people out there in society that don't get with the lady, they're going to be afraid. I would be in fear right now if I had not been working with the lady had I not been doing with these messages for years. I feel very secure. No matter what happens to me or to the community or to those walking the way, we're with God. Whatever circumstances he puts us in, I'm at peace. Maybe suffering, it may be joys, it may be whatever. Doesn't matter. But to have a naive and an ignorant attitude and mentality that you're fear based you know, is a contradiction of the fact that God has even let the visionary say these are admonitions. These are secrets. The secrets are mentioned to build up an audience because when the secrets are released, God wants an audience. And when you hear the secrets, is it going to be hunky-dory? There's something to them. God's got a lot better things to do than come to the world and be doing this unless it's something very, very serious. So there's no hands I'd rather be in, no better hands than Our Lady. And we need to realize that to be in her hands is our safest place, is to be put in our mantle. And to be able to serve her, 
to be strong because of her. And that's what she says in this. And together, the joy and the love, hold the hands of my son, Jesus. You know, she'll be our strength if we take these promises that she gives to hold our hands, walk with her in faith, and have her sun shining on for us, whether it's raining or whether we're down or whether we're up. It's hard to stand on shifting sand. It's hard to shine in the shadows of the night. You can't be free if you don't reach for help. And you can't love if you don't love yourself. like the breath of Jesus right here in this room. We, we should be so excited to get a message like this today. So thrilled that we live in this generation. While there's so many things to be concerned about, there's the hope that we have that past people and civilizations didn't have. 
And this is the time that the Queen of Heaven is to be made known. She is to conquer the earth. There's something being in the works now that we don't quite have the full picture of it, but that something's ordained from heaven to be a second Pentecost, a second rebirth of the world, a second time that Christianity will renew itself. And you're called to be a participant. No different than when Jesus walked the earth and he picked his disciples and apostles. And it's your choice. And while the means of communication has made it where it was in a small little area, this is worldwide. It's not going to be a globalization type plan. It's going to be a localized plan, not globalization. But our lady is raising up people coming from all over the world to Medjugorje. They go back to their villages, go back to their homes, go back to their cities, go back to their towns so that they can be the apostle there. They can do just like St. Paul who went over. She's sending us out. And we're in no better hands than what our lady's doing with us right now. We're living in a, a tremendously exciting time. We're living in actually a, a very dire time. There will be fear, things to be fearful of, if you're not walking the way. But there'll be no fear, and there's no reason to fear if you are. We see, if you read the point, man, God, I'm reading right now about the passion of Jesus and his death on the cross, how the Pharisees at the point of death went totally in terror, totally in fear, totally terrified, because they're not in the way. So Our Lady does not want that for us, and she doesn't want this fear factor. But it doesn't mean, because she says, come with me and fear not, that the fear won't exist. It won't exist for us as her children, as her apostles. And when we grasp that, we understand that, then we can't be in any better hands. I think it's an exciting, exciting time to really be with Our Lady. These are private revelations. You can't say they're public revelations because all private revelations ceased with the death of the last apostle. That's scriptural. But public revelations are invigorated and more understood through private revelations. And while the church teaches that apparitions, if they're approved, are only said that there's no requirement to believe them for salvation, we have to not put it in that context. We have to realize that our lady's coming to convert the entire world. This is something major that hasn't happened in the church before, so the church has never looked at it. Everything here with this is new. It's a new way. It's not public revelations, but these private revelations have a great significance that the public revelations aren't doing because they've grown sterile and repetitious. You say, how dare you say that? Anatha to you. And I'll have people say that. How dare you say that the scriptures can be sterile? They can be repetitious. I'm quoting Cardinal Ratzinger, who's now Pope Benedict. That's what he said in June of 2000 when he released the Third Secrets. The private revelations, he gave a whole talk about it, that they don't need to have a negative connotation. Well, that don't mean nothing or I'm free to accept it. Why is God sending our lady for 27 years every single day? If he wants you to just have an option to hear it or not, it's because something's happened in these private revelations of the apparitions of the Virgin Mary, Queen of Peace, of Medjugorje. This never happened before. And not just when Moses heard from God, but since the Garden of Eden. And again, to repeat it, because our lady's repetitious, and because we need to be repetitious till we get it, just like a school teacher at school, I will give messages as never before in the history since the beginning of the world. Adam and he walked in the cool of the evening. They talked to God. And now we're talking to Our Lady. Something like in the Garden of Eden. By this isn't the Garden of Eden, the woman who is the Garden of Eden herself, of heaven, is coming to talk to us. And so we need to realize that there's power in this, the gift we have to, to know something that's kind of new for us, that they didn't know 100 years ago. They didn't know that you can really... And it maybe wasn't afforded to him at that time. But now, because this is Mary's time, 
and we're bringing Mary's gospel, and it says, the way at which I lead you is difficult, full temptations and falls. I will be with you, and my hands will hold you. In the beginning, she says, I extend my hands towards you. Mariana physically saw that. She's just not giving words. She showed her what I'm going to do. I'm giving my hands towards you. Was she saying that to Mariana? No, the messages are for all of us. When she gave her hands toward Mariana, and Mariana says, I'd never seen Our Lady address us in this manner. She extended her hands toward us. Mariana took that and interpreted it for everybody there, and us here. And with her hands extended in this way, she said, I extend my hands towards you. Do not be afraid to accept them. I desire to give you love and peace and to help you in salvation. Therefore, my children, receive them. What is them? Her hands. They didn't have the knowledge of this 100 years ago. This is something of a gift to us today. Something profound. Something's coming through private revelations that you can tonight get in your bedroom, get beside your bed, pray a rosary, and formally consecrate your hands and give them to Our Lady. And know with confidence that that is accepted. Because she says, receive them. I want your hands. I want you to have my hands. Receive my hands. She wants to be our hands. This is not something with just a, oh, what a little sweet thing a lady's going to do. She's going to touch and pat us on the back of her hands. This is something real, an action that you can take that's going to affect you in this life and at the close of your life. Can you imagine her taking your hand and putting the hand of her son Jesus? We live in extraordinary times, extraordinary times, unlike anybody has had. And again, what Louis DeMontfort said, I long for that time. He wanted to sit where you sit. And why are you just sitting there? When the shows go off, you get by yourself. Our lady says, find your corner to pray in. Find a corner. But you consecrate and just don't do it. Flip. Okay, she said this. I'm going to give her my hands. Take some action with it. Put some prayer into it. Put the heart into it. Make it mean something. And you're really doing this. Our Lady really will receive your hands. And you'll receive her hands. She said once in a message, I can do nothing without you. We've heard Father Yozo say for years that Our Lady told him, I need you. You're important. I want you. Our Lady has a special plan for you. Do you want to be a part of it? Are you in fear you're going to have to give something up? You better be in fear of not giving something up. Because we know what times we live in. We know how the things are that we live in. And when we see God and his actions and what he's done in past history and what we're headed to, we know that we have never seen the love that the world's been offered today until Christ came 2,000 years ago. And now he sends his mother for the second Pentecost, the second rebirth of the church, to renew the new way. You know, a love that's amazing to us and is more than a dream. This is not a dream. This message today is like a dream. Can you imagine if somebody told you 30 years ago, what if Our Lady would come and, and you knew when she said that she wanted to give us her hands, she wanted us to accept them, and she would make a promise. This is a promise. She don't say the word promise, but her words are promise. You can take it to the bank. I will hold you, hold on tight to you, just like Ronald Reagan when he was in trouble or losing his life. And then I'm sure she was there at the end of his life too. And then hold her hands and place them in Jesus' hands. So this dream, this love, is everything. Our Lady is love. And with this love, we should be amazed, really amazed at it. 
because we can go higher, we can fly higher, we can do more things we could ever imagine with a lady than ever in history. Until your love I never knew Everything I wanted Was there in you Until your love I couldn't find The answers to the emptiness I had inside My life was in search of Finding who I was Until your love Until your love All the clouds were gray One whisper from your voice Drove them all away Until your love I had never flown But you've taken me to heights I would have never known I never thought a single touch Could change my world so much Until your love Your love is more than amazing More than a dream's dream Your love makes my world go round Oh, your love is everything Yeah, your love is everything Until your love Life was black and white Faded dreams of yesterday just cast aside Until your love It was the same old song Heartache, heartbreak, and I just sing along These feelings I'd heard of But didn't know what it was Until your love Your love is more than amazing More than a dreamer's dream Your love makes my world go round Oh, your love is everything Yeah, your love is everything Until your love I had never flown But you've taken me to heights I would have never known Until your love Was the same old song Heartache, heartbreak I just sang along Until your love
just thank God that our lady's coming to the earth. You know, the love that we have through God, through her, through her son. This message today is really, really, truly a dream message. I can't get over it. When I read it, I was really excited about it. It's so undeserving for us to, to receive something like this. Little Francisco being so many people down on him and him losing heart. And Our Lady speaking in here about the difficulties and the falls. And, and the first thing she says with this pure love of hers, Francisco going into this apparition knowing that, oh boy, now it comes from Our Lady. She's going to look down on me. And does just the opposite. She says, as far as Francisco, I give him my best. And as far as you, Our Lady says, I give you my best. I give you my hands. I give you my son. If you fall, get back up. The impulse of her leading us toward holiness, leading us up and growing is the parallel for you as an individual to change of what her plans is for the whole world. So we have hope. We really have hope. You can't read the world. You can't read society. You can't read the things that's happening in society and think that. You can only have faith that it will happen. It will happen simply because our lady says so. What does she say? God desires the conversion of the entire world. So, as we end our program tonight, we'd like to tell you and remind you of the message today that you find your little corner room and remember that it's like the sun shining when the rain is pouring down. It's like the sow is flying. Though your feet are on the ground, so take this heart of mine. There's no doubt that you're in better hands now. Consecrate yourself in prayer tonight. Bring your hands to Our Lady. Take her hands, receive them. And tonight as we end our show, we want with all our heart this holy week to wish you, Our Lady, good night, and we love you. <laughs>